Welcome to the podcast entitled Arise Shine. You know, when I uh, first came back to the Lord, there was a song we would sing in church that I really loved. It said, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. For the glory of the Lord has risen. The glory of the Lord has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And I just love that. You know, when everybody else is seeing problems right now, I'm seeing possibilities and opportunities. I know this is a very tough day to live in, but you know something? When it's the darkest out, when there's the most chaos out, that is the time for you and for me to allow the presence of Jesus to shine through us to a lost and dying world. And the Bible says, if we will arise and shine that the glory of the Lord will be bright through us and people will come to the brightness of our shining and then want to know why we can be so free and happy during the time when you see all the chaos going on in the world today. There's national chaos, political chaos, chaos in other countries, wars, rumors of wars. But I'm going to tell you today that in the time of greatest crisis, Problems and darkness is the greatest time for us to shine. Do you know that you were born for such a time as this? Yes, that's right. You were born. God knew you would be born during this time. That means you have something to contribute right now to what's going on, that you can make a difference. You can be a light in the darkness. I love Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises on you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. I want to share a story I had. We were in Honduras, and I was on mission with uh, with a, a guy named Jeremiah. And we were walking um, downtown La Ceiba. And uh, there's always guys with guns outside. And I really felt there was a couple of guys that God really wanted me to pray for. So we approached the gentleman with the rifles. And uh, through the interpreters, they allowed me to have prayer with them. So afterwards, I said to the interpreter, is that normal that an American can walk up and pray for these guys standing on the street? And my team said, no, no, in fact, it's not normal. And and but they said we see what they see and I go what what are you talking about they said well when you're here there is a light that shines from your face and we can see it it makes those people want to hear from you they want you to pray for them and so I just thought it's really cool to arise shine you know and we land in the country all we do when we get there is we pray and we get in the word and we get in God's presence. That's what actually we should be doing now each and every day, not just when we go on mission. So darkness coming over the world right now is no surprise because Jesus actually gave us tomorrow's news today in Matthew 24 verses 4 through 7. Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and many and deceive many. You hear of wars, rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. I always thought about that. Why are we not to be alarmed? Well, because Jesus, number one, told us ahead of time that things were coming. And number two, he also told us that if we would keep our eyes on him, we could have peace in the midst of chaos. And so 
When I see the darkness, then I'm praying and I'm saying, Lord, what's the opportunity for me to shine and for you to shine? And Jesus said, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Earth, there will be nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. He said, the beginning. What are the birth pains leading up to? They're leading up to the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church. All these are the beginning of birth pains. And now I want to talk about a couple of people in the Bible who just, they, they, they weren't well known. They, did, they didn't have prominent positions, but they allowed the Lord to take the gifts and the talents they had, and they had a big impact on the communities in which they lived. So the first one is the story of Dorcas, found in Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 42. Dorcas, uh, or in other words, Tabitha, was an incredible lady. She was always doing good and helping the poor. That was her one talent that she had. She did good. She helped the poor. She made them robes and clothing, and that's all she did. She's always out daily helping the poor. Now, when she died, there was such an uproar in Joppa that they called for Peter, who was in Lydia, to come and raise Dorcas back from the dead because the people didn't want to lose her. And in Acts chapter 9, verse 36, it says, In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha. In the Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died. Her body was washed and placed in the upstairs room. Lydia was near Joppa, so the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydia. So they sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken to the upstairs room. All the widows stood around him, crying, and showing him the robes and the other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. He got down on his knees, and he prayed. Turning to the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. What an incredible story. I always wondered how Dorcas felt. Did she really feel like her talent amounted to much? Did she really know the impact that she was having on the city of Joppa? I don't think so. I bet there were days when she got discouraged. But she arose and she let her light shine every day, no matter how she felt. And she dedicated her life to the poor, to serving the poor, no matter if she was discouraged. And then there was another story in Luke 21, 1-4. This is a story of the widow's might. Here was a lady that all she had was two copper coins. All the rich people were going in and they were throwing the dollar bills down in the plate making a big scene. And this widow comes up and she places two copper coins in the plate. Listen to what Jesus said. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting in their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I say to you, he said, This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave the gifts out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty and put in all she had to live on. Wow! Now look, 
That little story has been told through the generations over 2,000 years, the testimony of her two copper coins. Wow, what an impact. You know, we were uh, we had a banquet, and uh, I was standing by the door, and I had a, a basket with me, an offering basket. And this lady came up, and she was carrying in her hands two bags of copper coins, two small, they were like the Ziploc bags. And she put them down in the offering plate. And she said, I saved all year for you. And when she put them in the plate, then she darted out the door. And I went, wow, that's amazing. I grabbed those gifts out of the offering plate because I knew that what I had just received was the widow's mite, how valuable it was. And then what she didn't know, she probably didn't think it was much of an impact. But her inspiration of what she did gave me the idea for Change for Children, which over the years we have raised thousands of dollars for Change for Children, and that money has helped so many children find healing. And this lady, this elderly lady, was all responsible. She saved all year to give us her coins, and she placed them in the offering basket. And I still have them to this day downstairs in the basement in a very special glass jar so I never forget that sometimes it, is, it isn't how much you have, but it's what you have when you give it into the hands of the master. Like the little boy with the loaves and fishes. That wasn't enough to feed 5,000 people. But when given into the hands of the Lord, he multiplied it. Not only fed the 5,000 people, but there were 12 baskets left over. God used it, and he multiplied it. So, you know, I have a question for you today. What is your gift and your talent? Maybe you think that your gift and your talent really isn't much, and maybe you've not been motivated to do anything with it. I'm saying, look. Put it into the hands of Jesus and he'll multiply it. And he will use your gift and talent in a way that you never thought. You know, I've always wanted to be a philanthropist, but I wasn't given the gift of wealth. God gave me the gift of faith, the gift of prayer, the gifts of healing to be able to pray and minister to people. And I remember one day standing in a Walmart checkout line. The Lord kind of revealed to me that the lady standing ahead of me, the elder lady, needed prayer and needed healing. And I asked her, and she said, yes. I asked her if we could pray right in the Walmart checkout line. And she said, sure. And we began to pray, and we began to pray for her. And she goes, man, I feel better. I don't have that pain no more. And then all of a sudden, everybody who came with her lined up for prayer too in the Walmart checkout line. And we wound up praying for three more people. And that's just like when we were in Honduras on mission, we were in the middle of a mall in La Ceiba, and there was a gentleman there with a sore knee, and I asked him if we could pray. And he said yes. So we began to pray for this knee, and the Lord took care of his pain right away, took it all away. And when we stood up, I looked, we had a prayer line. We had people that stepped up to be prayed for. They all wanted to be prayed for. So we spent time praying in the middle of the mall for people's healing, and people kept lining up. You know what? We can either look at the, the problems or we can look at the opportunities. We can either look at the darkness or we can look at the light. We can either let our light be put out or we can cause our light to shine through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to say to you, arise, shine, for your light has come. Heaven is waiting for you to take what you have and put it into the hands of the Master so he can multiply it to help many hurting people. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord, that are discouraged. Maybe they haven't stepped forward with the one talent they have, with the one gift they have to make a difference. Lord, I pray that everybody listening today would be encouraged to rise, shine, for their light has come. Lord, you desire that your glory would appear over them and that you would use them to touch many people for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I say to you, don't be discouraged, but arise and shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. God bless. Thank you.